Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Before we start, I have to tell you about Hayley Merrick, Hormone Health Coach. She is the womb-wise woman, weaving two decades of clinical and natural health expertise to transform you from hormonal mess to hormone happiness, empowering you to release overwhelm, manage stress, and balance your hormones in a way that nourishes your mind, body, and soul. Providing 12-week coaching packages and online membership, visit loveyourcycles.co.uk for more details and to book your free trial session. Hello, everybody. I am joined by Kate Markham today from Think Smart Software. Hello, Kate. Hello, Charlie. Tell people a little bit about you and who you are. Okay, so I am a mum of two girls. Uh, Lauren, who is 25 and a primary school teacher, and Maya is 19 and currently studying at Manchester University um, in events management. So I was born in London um, and then moved to Newcastle at a very um, young age. So hence the lovely Geordie accent that I've got. <laughs> um, I've got a lovely little Frenchy fur baby called Luna, who I'm completely obsessed with, and she's been my little soulmate through this whole lockdown. So um yeah, and anyone, any Frenchy lovers out there will know that there's never a dull moment having a French bulldog. They've got so much character, they're great. I'm I'm a bit of a workaholic. I currently work full-time for Smart <laughs> Software as their sales manager um, and sell a product called Classbim, or some people might know it as Dancebiz as well because we'll have a lot of dance teachers using it. So it's a booking management and admin system that has been designed to fit the specific needs of the children's activity sector. Um, I've been lucky enough to work within this sector now for about 16 years, both as a key part of the Think Smart team and um, an activity provider in my own right. And this is how I know you, isn't it? Yes, it is. The world's brought us together. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So Phonics with Robot Reg use ClassBase to automate all of their admin which is great and we've looked I can't open. remember like when I first found out about you or I first met you I can't even no. remember when that was you know what I was thinking about this today and I can't remember exactly but I do remember once meeting you and Alex in London remember we went to that yes. bar for drinks yes. and stuff and yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny though because I don't remember like the initial meeting but I do remember when I met you for the first time and it was like we'd known each other for years forever and George <laughs> it's bizarre yeah. though you yeah, just yeah, became yeah. this part of my life and I was like well that's Kate and George and yeah. then now in the franchising world you know I, I I think it's an icebreaker I'm like do you know Kate and George and if, yeah. if, if people don't know Kate and George I mean quite frankly who are they oh, well, we'll, we'll get we'll get on to that we'll get on to Kate and George in a bit sorry I interrupted that's all right yeah so I was a dancer when I was younger myself and a competitive gymnast but that kind of went out the window when I hit my teens and that is actually something I really regret 
but I still get involved as much as I possibly can in the wonderful world of dance, including community projects at home. So um, I feel like I've got an unrivaled knowledge about setting up and running any dance studio um, and no dance school management inside and out really. So through my role at Think Smart, I've also helped hundreds of class-based business owners across a range of industries and um, just with their business well-being as well. You know, people, sometimes they don't even just, like a lot of my clients now will just ring us for advice in general about their business, not necessarily the automation or anything like that, but just on how to run their businesses. So I absolutely love it. So I work with um, gymnastics, schools, swimming, sports, music, and just every other children's activity in between, really. Um, and I've just helped them explore ways of streamlining their systems and processes um, and as much of their admin as possible. So I guess in turn, that gives them the time to focus on what they love doing, which is teaching. Yeah. yeah. And I know that loads of my listeners actually use Think Smart software or class biz already. So um, they'll be, they'll yeah. be listening to Yeah, there'll be a lot of clients there. No, <laughs> none of them really know my, much about my backstory. So here we go. Here we go. I've also got two franchises myself. So I've got Baby Ballet in all times like Newcastle and Gateshead. So we teach award-winning preschool dance classes to babies, toddlers and children. I run this franchise along with my business partner, Joanne, who is a dance teacher. So the partnership works really well because I run it from an operations point of view and she mentors um, and supports the team of teachers that we employ to deliver the classes. And she also teaches herself. And then just before the lockdown, I purchased another franchise. I purchased a Little Beats franchise, which is another genre of dance for toddlers up to age seven. Um, but super cool dance class with a bit of a street dance twist on it so I run that business independently and employ a team of teachers to deliver that as well across the across the northeast that's, you're just amazing me. aren't you so full-time full-time job with class biz think smart software and yeah. two franchises a baby ballet yeah. franchise and a little beats franchise yes yeah how do you find the time I don't know I'm coming <laughs> about automation clearly <laughs> there you go yeah, I love it. I do love so it. Tell us um, a bit about your story and what led you to Think Smart Software. Okay, so I'll talk about uh, my relationship with my husband. And so I met my husband, Peter, when I was 18. He played ice hockey and we met as my friend's partner um, was an ice hockey player. So we used to go and watch all the games and everything. Ice hockey was a pretty big deal in, in Whitley Bay where I live now. You know what's weird? My <laughs> husband used to be a professional ice hockey player as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he like, really? moved to Canada and everything. Oh, wow. and, yeah, played professional ice hockey. So when I read that in your story, I was like, oh my gosh, it's a small world. Cause you don't uh, meet that many ice hockey no, players. No, that's amazing. Peter was an amazing, loving, very hardworking husband um, and an amazing father, very protective of his two girls. Um, and he loved his family more than anything, like family was everything to him. So we had our first child, Lauren, when I was 22. And then Maya followed six years later, once I'd got over the shock, I think, of having um, a child at such a, well, quite a young age. So yeah, Life was pretty amazing. We both had good jobs, loved the holidays, and yeah, everything was just ticking along perfectly. 
Um, <clears throat> so then when my eldest daughter hit her teens, um, she really struggled with um, self-confidence. So I remember at that time suggesting that maybe she tried an out-of-school activity. She didn't do anything really outside of school. She, it was all, she went to school and came home. So didn't have that network of friends outside of our school friends. So um, she suggested that she would like to try dance, um, but didn't want to do it in a, a kind of group environment, like a group setting or anything like that. So I'd met a dance teacher in the schoolyard called Joanne, who is my now business partner. And I asked her if she would be willing to give Lauren like one-to-one -one lessons. Um, and she was like really up for it, um, but didn't have her own space at the time. She was a freelance teacher. She was dotting around teaching all over the place. So I just said, leave it with me and I'll see if I can source the space. So one of my really good friends, um, Sarah, her dad, um, Ran, who was the manager for Whitley Bay Young People, I approached Brian and asked him if he would be up for letting us use the hall at the centre. And he was really um, supportive and uh, keen to support that. So Lauren started her dance classes and as time went on, she got more confident um, and started inviting her friends to go to the dance classes as well. Joanne had a, a passion for teaching and always wanted her own dance school. And that's how Joanne's business to Court A Dance was kind of born. So very quickly, the school took off. Um, and at that time, I volunteered my time to help with all the kind of behind the scenes things that I do now, helping other businesses. So um, like parent communications, billing, inquiries, all the admin stuff that teachers don't like. So kind of within 18 months from Lauren starting that one-to-one -one class with Joanne, um, it then became a class of about 20 teenagers. And from there, it, about 18 months after that, there was about 250 students at the school. So it just flourished and grew really quickly. It was amazing. Yeah, and then uh, oh, not long after that, my whole life was basically torn to shreds so my husband my soulmate died suddenly at home um age 36 so i'd been at work um that day i, I worked at, i worked at that at that point at, at, for my mum's charity in newcastle as an office manager and um he called us up to say that he was going to go to the shops and get um things for tea like stuff for tea so i said right okay no problem i'll be home in about 20 minutes time so um, I pulled up to the house and I had a Newfoundland dog at the time, which is a huge, huge dog, a bit like Nana from Peter Pan. <laughs> and she was um, looking out the front room window, which was bizarre as if she was waiting for someone to come home. Anyway, I walked into the house to find Peter lying on the kitchen floor. So he was forever like the joker. And I just thought he was like winding us up like it was some joke but I realized really quickly that that wasn't the case so I dialed 999 and they talked me through like the CPR until the ambulance arrived and uh, I remember the ambulance crew coming through the front door and just kind of scooping us up off Peter and plonking us into another room so the um then just all carnage broke out there was ambulances outside, police cars, the whole house was trapped like a crime scene. I wasn't allowed out the house. Nobody was allowed in the house. Um, and not long after that, Peter was pronounced dead. 
and I can remember all I was at the time all I was really worried about was the children not found finding out before I had been able to tell them and I panicked because obviously the world of social media and how quickly messages get spread around now um, I just thought oh my all I could think was oh my goodness they're going to find out somehow else that something terrible's happened at home because of the commotion outside and where I live is a very small area. Um, so I remember then saying I had like a police liaison officer and I remember saying to the police officer how on earth do I tell my children that their dad is gone and he said like there's, there's no other way you've just got to tell them straight and I, I guess when you think about it there is no other way so uh, that was that and our lives were never to be the same again and I, I, at that time I just thought how on earth am I ever going to carry on but we had to, we had no no choice I guess. The weeks and months to follow were just uncomprehendable like the worry, the fear, um, my mental health took a huge hit. I was terrified to leave the house for the fear of bumping into people and having to talk about it, like trying to support my daughters through their grief along with my own grief and doing this without my husband, it was the most horrific, heartbreaking situation and one that I never imagined I would ever be in. Um, along with all of that, the financial impact was taking its toll. Um, uh, obviously, the, um, the financial impact of Peter not, not being there, not a wage coming in there anymore. I, I'd, I actually lost my job at the charity that I work for due to lack of funding. It was um, public funded. And then um, the inevitable happened. I couldn't keep up the payments on my mortgage and I lost my home as well. So it was just a knockdown after knockdown after knockdown. Um, so what, but, what, did, what did you do at that point where you lost your house? Um, well, there was nothing. I could, so I, okay, so what I did was actually, I was, I was, I'd gone to the citizen's advice. I'd gone to different places to find out what I could do. Was there any help out there? And there was a scheme at the time called the mortgage rescue scheme. It's not, I, I think I was probably one of the last people in the country to be able to get this scheme. So um, what happens is the housing association buys your property back and then you rent it. So I, I'm still in the house, but right. it's rent, a rented house now, yeah. So that that's that's kind of that's what happened. Because at the time as well, the thought of having to leave the home where I'd brought the girls up and I had my family there and everything was just like I couldn't bear it. It was horrific. So after after your husband died and obviously you've you've got these two girls, you've got a house. I mean, is is there nobody there who sort of supports you through that? Do they give you someone to because no. Is that is that crazy of me to think that I, I would? Oh, it's not. What's even worse is right. We both had insurances, and we were quite young when we took out insurances. So we saw um, a financial advisor at the time who was in North Shields, and but I mean this was a, a good few years um, prior to Peter dying, and we got these insurances in place. Now at that time. Peter was working as a hot hand, like, so he was working on overhead lines, you know, like masses of electricity going through them. And um, they advised him to not, 
father with life insurance because he was still so young, but to take out accident, redundancy and unemployment insurance instead. Oh my God. So now, so yeah, so, so there was, otherwise that, you know, we would have had life insurance. Yeah. So, and I know as well, cause this is the question that I asked. So I know that the, the listeners will, will probably be, um, thinking the same thing because obviously you know 36 is such a, a young age to yeah die. and like I said when I was reading through your notes for this podcast I, my husband was an ice hockey player my husband's 34 yeah. you know you yeah, just yeah, start yeah. thinking like you, you don't ever imagine that this would happen to you never but what how did he die what did he die of so he died of a disease called sarcoidosis. So I think it's quite a rare disease and it's basically an inflammation of the major organs in your body. So unfortunately, in most cases, you don't get any symptoms at all. So um, two weeks prior to, to him dying, he was complaining of pins and needles in his arms, went to the doctor. The doctor said that because of the physical job that he had, that he thought it was like a carpal tunnel syndrome. So sent Peter home. And then, and, and yeah, two weeks later, he died. I, I think it, it can be treated with steroids if you catch it early enough, but it was just too late. So all his organs had kind of failed. Yeah. And it's unbelievable as well, because if you, if you, if you met him, he was such a fit, like healthy person, you know, he was always, you know, training, he used to like run, ice hockey, all these different things. He, and, he, and his job was so physical. He was like trudging through fields and up and down train lines all the time and climbing up poles and all this. And yeah, so you would never, That's I think that's what shocked a lot of people. Like, were like, Peter, like he was so fit. Like, how has this even happened? So you are on your own with your two girls. Um, yeah you nearly lost your house luckily mm-hmm. you managed to save it nobody has been there to give you support to support you through this to go no. this is what you need to do or this is a number that you can call for extra support there was n- none of that no not and really, no. So, so how how did you manage I mean I, I like I had amazing support from my f- you know my family and my friends and everything but nobody was in a financial situation to be able to scoop us out of that hole if you like so it yeah it was it was really tough it was me I had to do it I had to I had to get off my backside and go and yeah so so talk us through that then what what happened next okay so the next thing was another horrific knockdown so um just when I thought things couldn't get any worse, I got diagnosed with uh, malignant melanoma, which is a form of skin cancer. And then uh, I, all I could think then was, oh my God, my, my poor girls, like they've lost their father. And now we're faced with this whole new fear. Like what if they lose me? Um, the only parent I had left, which has always been a worry that this, this whole time, even now I always think, oh my god like I, I need to look after myself you know and um make sure I'm healthy like I'm their only parent um so like now me anxiety and fear was at like the absolute all-time high and 
how is this even happening? Like all these things coming at us all at once like that. So after um, I, after I had some surgery, so I had a, the tumour removed and I, um, I was given news by the consultant. And finally, like, I feel like luck was on my side that um, the diagnosis was early enough that the cancer had not spread and the tumour was contained um, and was, you know, being removed. So I continued to see my consultant regularly um, and now I'm six years clear. So I have had a few further surgeries, but they were all benign. Actually, there's, I've got one really good bit of advice for everybody out there, which I learned when I, when I um, got this diagnosis. So when you buy sun cream, the factor is really important. It's important to get the right factor, right? Anything kind of 30 and above. But also what you need to be looking for is whether that cream is a five-star cream or not. So on the back of every suntan cream, the, the, it's rated with stars and the stars, the, it, that's what blocks out the UVA, UVA rays, which are really harmful. So you, there might be some big brand sun creams out there that aren't five star, they're no good. You need to be getting five star cream. So even like Boots' own make, I think, is five star. I know that like um, the local supermarkets like Sainsbury's, Morrison's, they, they, their sun creams are really, really reasonably priced. And, and all have the five stars, but you might, there might be a big brand out there to look at some of the big brands and there won't be. Yeah. Um, and that is, it's really important that you, you make it, you know, for your children and everything. There's a lot of children's sun creams out there that won't be five star rated. So you need to make sure that. Gosh, is things like that that you don't even know, do you? You don't even no. think about it. People I've spoke to that don't know that, that they just don't know that. No, yeah. I didn't know before you told no. me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What happened next? So during, during all of this, this whole situation, I continued my work at the dance school. It was the one thing that I could continue and it gave us some kind of focus and I loved it. Like I loved being there, you know, seeing the children coming out and join the dance classes, speaking to parents and things like that. So the school, that school continued to, to grow and uh, kind of before I knew it, I was swamped in paperwork struggling to keep up um and i decided to look for a software project to help so i just googled software for dance schools <laughs> um and think smart came up so i contacted my um now amazing boss and friend george and in, and introduced his system which is uh, dance base into the school um and it was like a, a complete lifesaver so it saved, um, the admin time was literally halved and um, the time that was saved from implementing the system was, it was just amazing. So I loved all the updates that were being introduced and uh, yeah, it was the ultimate solution for the, for, for the dance school. So I, um, because of the financial impact of everything, I desperately needed to get like another a job, a full-time job that was paid, that was paid well, um, just to help us out with the financial hole. I was kind of continuing to fall down. So I decided to contact George at Think Smart. I love the product so much. Um, it totally excited us. I wanted to learn more. I've become a bit of a geek, actually. I didn't think I was, but it was just such an exciting product. Like, I just loved it. And then um, I asked George if I had any jobs going. And he was like, well, actually, it's funny you should say that. We're just about to start advertising. Um, he was looking to go to America to do some work out there. and. Uh, so he ended up flying me down to London. I had an interview and I got the job. And uh, 
yeah that 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 was it I landed that job and it's been my dream job I absolutely love it um, and now we've got Kate and George like I was saying at Kate the beginning this is Kate and George <laughs> yeah George was so young at the time as well but he completely inspired us with the his knowledge and passion and drive for to make his company successful in the UK because it originated in Australia and he bought it to the UK eight years ago so it was just brand new here and I was so lucky that I ran when I did it was just meant to happen so now I get to work with hundreds of businesses owners up and down the country helping them to get their time back and focus on what they love you're very proactive aren't you you know in terms of like after everything you've been through to yeah. reach out to George and say look have you got any jobs yeah <laughs> I just I think I just I just had to I just I don't know I just I, just, I need I needed to find a job and I was scared like I was so scared I thought how am I gonna how am I gonna cope like how, how am I gonna find a job that's gonna pay as well that's not I've, I've worked as an office manager I worked for Ernst & Young an accountant for like a global accountant as a PA to two of the partners there and stuff but I mean I needed a job now right that was going to carry me and carry my two girls through their lives like and the, you know Lauren wanted to go to university um, and, and this financial home was just getting bigger. And there's a saying that um, you and our friend Rachel Faye has taught uh, me which has stayed with me and I actually used it in one of my emails. Uh-huh shy bands get out exactly so I feel like it's your Geordie way to ask you know reach yeah. out and ask yeah um, I love that how it did your life is. change once you got the job at, at classes oh massively so um the job at classes meant that I did have to travel a lot from Newcastle to London um, attending conferences, demonstrating the software to different, you know, potential new customers. Um, and I loved traveling away from home. Um, although I, like, I really missed the girls and worried about them, but I knew they were in safe hands or with my mum. So, um, and what else was really nice about it was nobody knew about my back life or my story and I didn't have to talk about it. So it was a complete escape for me. Um, I mean, don't get us wrong, the support and comfort I got from like my family and friends was was amazing and I'm forever grateful for that. Um, but just to escape sometimes to a place where nobody really knew about what happened and I didn't have to talk about it was was um, something that I really enjoyed and got a lot out of, yeah. So yeah, so um, I used to go to all these events in London uh, and I remember being at the Royal Ballet for an event there. And I met the wonderful Claire O'Connor, who was the CEO of Baby Ballet. So after a few years of approaching her about the software, um, I, I eventually got her to come on board and take the plunge. And she introduced it in her franchise model. So every year after that, after she introduced um, Dance Biz, we, me and George used to go to her annual conferences, update the franchisees on the software, talk about new features that were available to help all of her 83 franchisees run their businesses. Um, and it was at the conferences that I completely fell in love with the Baby Ballet brand. So um, I remember coming back from one conference and I was so inspired by it all. And I rang Joanne, my now business partner, who previously, she had actually previously inquired about it. 
but didn't take it on at that time. And I said, you know what, we really need to bring this to Newcastle. There's nobody else doing it here. There was a huge gap between, I think it was Harrogate and Edinburgh. So we had a, a good area to play around with. Um, so we did, and it just massively took off. So built the business um, from a launch party of about 62 students to 600 um, within three years. So that was just like phenomenal. It just, it went down so well here. I got my next franchise at the beginning of lockdown, Little Beats. Um, so I guess with the success of Baby Ballet, I knew I could make this model work too in Newcastle. Um, so I met the owners, Adam and Vicky at a dance con convention, Can You Dance? And I was totally drawn in by their energy and enthusiasm. And I also I knew from conversations with parents that I guess not every child wants to do ballet either, you know, that it's just another, a, a different style. Mm. So, yeah, so I'm super excited to get both those businesses back up and running, hopefully for the 12th of, on the 12th of April, when we can all go back to work out of lockdown and get all yeah. these classes and all these kids back doing what they love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, before we go on, we can just talk about um, Claire O'Connor because I don't know if, if I, I told Claire this in a clubhouse room the other day. Um, but, you know, I'm, I always ask people who inspires you. It's one of my yeah. questions at the end of um, each of my podcasts, as you know. But whenever I do our franchise training, Phonics with Robot Reg, I tell this story of um, when I went to one of the events that we go to and I was yeah. sat like three away from Claire O'Connor, the yeah. franchisor of baby ballet and we had we had sold like five franchises at this point and I remember thinking like oh my gosh if I could just be you know like her like yeah. having oh, all of these franchisees and amazing. everyone's got so much respect for her um but she's so down to earth and she's just she so is. lovely isn't she <laughs> she's great yeah she is she's, she's brilliant she's been an amazing support through this pandemic as well with all the franchisees you know keeping us all like upbeat and fighting to kind of keep our businesses going yeah. through this lockdown period which has been a huge struggle for every class-based business owner so, yeah. yeah yeah it has it has mm -hmm. and, and it's seen the whole sort of um industry come together yeah um and support each other it's been yeah. amazing it has been amazing and I just feel like when we get out there it's going to be even bigger and even better than ever before yeah definitely I do as well I mean I'm taking bookings I've been taking bookings a lot but I've been taking a lot of bookings for babies like six months old and I was thinking oh my goodness these little ones haven't actually been with other no. children at all they've, they've, they've been in lockdown or probably not even seen their grandparents or other adults or anything it's like it's so sad isn't it but that but that is why I think it will go boom when we go when we go back because parents will be so keen to get their children back in a activities and so tell everyone about Danny and the ah okay so yeah so so Danny he's not with a little inspiration so so Danny um so during all of this carnage I made um back contact with Danny so Danny used to train me and my husband back in, back in the day um and then I kind of after Peter after Peter died I just I didn't do any training for a long time um, and I took the plunge and I got back in touch with Danny um, and he basically nurtured us back into training and helped helped us like mentally as well like like balanced like a more balanced happier and healthier mind I guess 
Um, I have three sessions a week with them first thing in the morning and I just love them. They set us up. He convinced us to take part in Total Warrior, which is basically a 12K assault course. And it's like jumping over fire, climbing over obst obstacles, drowning in mud. You're never not in mud. That's it. So, and believe me, for, like I am claustrophobic and I'm scared of heights. So it was like a huge challenge for me to do that. Um, but I wouldn't, I could, I could never have done anything like that without them. Um, and the rest of the team at Apex Pro Fitness, which I love. My confidence in Mojo was definitely on the up after, um, after doing that, I think. I think that kind of was quite a big turning point for me. I think yeah. the two go hand in hand, don't they? You know, you've got to look after your like mind, body, and soul to yeah, definitely. You, know, you you presumably you had to sort of heal yourself. Yeah, I don't know. There's like certain things that have kind of happened to us over the last year that maybe it's two years that have definitely. Um, I feel like I'm regaining more confidence, or I feel like my personality or something has been suppressed inside of us. You know. So, I, but I definitely feel like I'm definitely on the up. And then I had this epiphany moment on Clubhouse, as you know. Um, so four weeks ago, <laughs> I was pinged into Clubhouse and I was pinged into a room. And when you join Clubhouse, you'll know what pinging people into rooms means. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the lovely Rachel Faye from Little Learners. So a few of my clients were in, in the room as well. Bearing in mind, none of my clients know my backstory it's not something I choose to discuss normally um because it was such a horrible time in my life but and and I'm all about making my clients feel upbeat and happy and proud about their businesses so they don't want to hear me whinging on so <laughs> um the room I found myself in was a conversation about relationships in the pandemic so the conversation was basically about how you um how you're getting on with your partners at home like how you're finding that work-life balance um and Claire O'Connor was in there as well and I remember a private messenger and I was like oh my goodness like this is the wrong room for me it's going to be like tumbleweed when they ask us like how I'm getting on um anyway she, she just said she sent us a message back saying just go with the flow it's absolutely fine you'll be fine so um before I knew it I was telling this whole room of about 30 people uh, including quite a few of my clients, my story. And it was um, such an emotional moment for me. I was probably rambling on, talking at a million miles an hour. And I just remember my heart was racing. I felt so scared, but I did it. And I got this like amazing um, response. I couldn't believe it. Like people were like clapping their mics and, and sending us private messages and it was really overwhelming and heartwarming. Um, and I, I remember this one lady saying, oh my goodness, like you've really grounded us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna when, when this clubhouse room is finished, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna hug my husband and hug my children. But yeah, I went to bed that night feeling absolutely exhausted. Like I was drained with the whole experience. Um, but then I got up the next morning and I just had this massive like sense of relief. And I was so inspired by all these amazing messages I was getting with people. Um, and then I thought, you know what, if this story is going to help people or, or inspire people, then maybe I should um, be telling it more. 
So hence why I'm on your podcast now, telling it tonight. <laughs> so um, yeah, I've continued my clubhouse journey and Rachel continues to ping us into all kinds of rooms <laughs> at every given opportunity. Um, she's been an amazing support and really encouraged us in there to, you know, to brave it. Because I'm actually really scared of public speaking as well. So it, it's like quite a nervy thing to be in there and um, just talk. You wouldn't know though. I mean, you come across so well. Um, oh, obviously, I was trying. in that room and they were having a conversation about how hard it's been around your partners and, and rightly so, you know, everyone's yeah. allowed to, to yeah, get it yeah, off. Yeah. But, but as soon as you told your story, mm-hmm. it did make everybody in the room just stop and think about their situation. Yeah. And actually how bad it, it was. So I, I, I do think, I think it's hugely inspirational. And I think, I think two things, I think it's great to get it out there because I think there are people who need to hear it. That everybody yeah. should live every day to their full and hug their loved ones closely and, and all of those things. But I also think it was like a, an amazingly cathartic experience for you it to was. get it out. Yeah, it hugely was, and it it was just a it was this just this sense of relief. And you know what? Like maybe this has been the problem. Like I don't talk about it with anybody. I've never. I, I never want to go back to that place. It's like it's re- it's really hard to to do that. So it's not something that I actively share share. But I, I do feel that doing that is just it's it's really helped us. It's really helped me. So if I I guess if 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 I, if it helps me and it helps other people, then that makes me happy. Then I should share it more. Yeah. 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 I totally. I think you should. I think. You're an absolute inspiration. I'm sure that your girls are just so proud of you and everything you've been through and just to have, you know, conquered so much and have this amazing, well, these amazing franchises and Think Smart Software. And it's it's really, I think you're more amazing than you realise. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, so would you say... um, in a way that Think Smart was sort of the turning point for you, like getting on board with George and everything. Oh, massively, massively the turning point. That whole that whole career move, like definitely, yeah. It 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 just gave us the space I needed to grow and and move like try and move on from everything. But yeah. And it's such an amazing industry to be in, isn't it? It's oh, so-, so much fun. Like all the teachers I speak to, everyone's like always, you know, loads of energy, so much fun. And yeah, yeah. it's great. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Did you, you ever think welcome. you would be sat here on a podcast or in a clubhouse room telling your story? Not in a million years. I just, I, I never, ever thought that would happen, no. It's not a story that I, I've ever really wanted to share. Like I say, it was such a, a dark place and um, not not a nice experience at all that I just have never, I don't really share it. I don't really talk about it. So no, I de- definitely did not think I would be on a podcast or in a clubhouse room sharing it. But you know what? It was, 
I'm so glad I have because I feel like I've inspired so many people and I'm grateful for you inviting me on your platform and, sh and sharing the story because if it does help other people, I'm all for it. And I really hope that you go on to, to share it because I, I think you're amazing. I think I, I've always thought that the whole of the Think Smart software team is amazing, but knowing your story and everything that you've gone through and, mm -hmm. and how you've overcome it is it's just truly inspirational. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you. I've got I've got actually um based on one of your lives the other day, I ordered myself a book called um Tame and Tigers. And I thought, oh, I'm gonna I love hearing about all the ideas you have about books and giving people um different recommendations and everything. So I've ordered this book um and it I'm, I'm the thing is I'm not great at reading, so I haven't got the concentration span to do it. So anyway, I downloaded it on audio. So I've started listening to it like that. And I know I am a bit late to the party because uh, I've never done the audio thing before and I wish I had of now. But I wish I had of before now. But I'm four chapters in, which is an absolute breakthrough for me. I love that. I love so that. I'm, yeah, and I'm loving it. And it's as you know, book. this is this is one of my questions on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what book do you recommend? Yeah, so there you go. The great thing about Audible is uh -huh. that you can multitask. So you can listen while you're doing the washing up. You can listen One million percent. Yeah, I get my yeah, phones in and I'm off around the house doing whatever. Yeah, it's great. Really good. So I'm grateful for that bit of advice. Thank and you. also um, Taming Tigers fits in nicely with this story. And, yeah. you know, you thinking, yes, I'm going to... I love his quote in the book, act boldly a day, time is limited. I feel like that fix, fits perfectly with my story as well. Um, along with, and this is my own quote, if you've got a story, tell it, because you never know who it may help. Absolutely. So there you I'm go. All yeah. about, I'm all about telling your stories. I think... As business owners, we should all be telling our story. At definitely. Because yeah. you can make such a deeper connection with people. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my second question is, uh -huh. who inspires you? Oh, there's so many. And pe people inspire me, like, every day. Like, the business owners I work with, especially at the minute, with them all battling through the pandemic and everything and trying to keep their businesses afloat. Um, but... It's International Women's Week, isn't it? So I'm going to focus on the last few weeks and the people that have inspired me and encouraged me to share my story, which is yourself. So thank you very much for that. Um, Claire from Baby Ballet. Rachel Fay for pinging me all over the place from Little Learners. And Helen Sargent, who I've been working with closely from Memory Marketing as well. So you've all um, helped encouraged and supported us to kind of get this story out there and I'm really grateful for it so thank you I love it and finally what piece of advice would you give to a fellow business owner um I would say that um working hard is important but there's something that matters even more believing in yourself from Harry Potter I love it. I love it. I thought you were going to say something like, make sure your class-based systems are automated. No, but what I will say, though, is that I am more than happy to open my diary up to any class-based businesses out there who just want to chat about how they're running their businesses at the minute 
um, you know, do, do they need any help and advice around that? I'm, I'm more than happy to open my diary up to do that. So if anybody wants to, I'm on Instagram, Miss Kate Markham. If anyone wants to send us a DM and book a time in, I am totally down for that. Fab, yeah. I'll pop all of your links in the show notes. But as I mentioned earlier on in the episode, we have been using um, Think Smart software since, oh, it must have been four years now since we franchised. And a lot of people come to me for franchising advice. And one piece of advice I always give them is to use um, Claspers early on in their franchising journey because yeah. it made such a huge difference for us. Yeah, um, yeah. Brilliant. I would recommend finding out more because um it's been brilliant for us thank, thank you so much kate you're so no, fabulous thank thanks for being on, a, on as a guest and um ah. hopefully you'll come back next year when you're taking over the world <laughs> castle by dance and... oh, thank, thank you, you. Kate. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Before you go, I want to make sure that you are a part of my community over on Facebook. The Entrepreneurs Growth Club Facebook group is where I share all my tips and tricks on how to grow and scale your business and make more sales. So if you're not a part of it, come and join. You'll find the link below and I'll see you all next time. Do you feel confused about marketing? Are you fed up of feeling invisible and getting little or no interaction on your social posts? If you want to get better at marketing your business, come and join my free Facebook group, You Can Do Marketing. It's a friendly community where I share tons of easy to follow and action marketing tips to help you grow an audience who want to buy from you. So who am I? I'm Claire Black, mum of two, and I help women who love the business they're in, but feel like they're wasting too much time on marketing and just not getting anywhere. I teach you step by step the marketing skills that you need to go from feeling confused about marketing to confident and crushing it. So what are you waiting for? It's time to let the business you love flourish. Join my Facebook group. You can do marketing. See you in there.